BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Woohoo! There we go. Right on. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Just, you know, end of the season basically for me. I'm going to, my plan is, is I'm taking about a week or so off, letting my body just truly heal. So. Cool. And then starting the first of the month, I'm going to start pushing hard. I've got a, a workout plan that's been, was given to me by um, Megan, who I do records. Uh, oh, the OCR trainer? Yeah. So she yeah, gave cool. me a workout plan to work on. So I'm going to start working on that starting the first. I've just been, you know, I was trying to get through the year. Now that the year is over, my body's wrecked. I've got more issues than like I, I've admitted to. So, <laughs> but that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. So it, it's two years of pushing hard. So, yeah. and my body's just like, dude, <laughs> it's like, you're, you're not a young chicken anymore. You're 45 years old. Well, I will be in a month and a half, but yeah, basically 45. So my body's like time to take like just at least a week or two, just let your body heal a little bit, you know, which I've been kind of doing for about a month, but yeah. like now it's really just give it a, you know, a, a week of literal actual relaxation. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, uh, I just hit 47 last week. And um, it's kind of funny. You know, I, I was out to dinner with some friends of mine. And um, I mean, I love my friends. Don't get me wrong. But they were talking about, oh, we're in our 40s now. We should slow down. We should take a break. We should relax more. And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to the gym after this. I'm going to go hit a PR. You know, a piece out and I went to, and I got mad at myself and I got not mad at them, mad at the whole discussion because I'm like, I'm 47. I'm not 907. I'm okay. Um, and then I went to the gym and hit a 900 pound for three rep PR on leg press. Nice. So I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but, but you know, there's, there comes a time where it's like, like you said, you, know, you gotta, you gotta stop and chill out for a sec, let the body recover. But what I see in America, at least, is that we, and this is something we combat with Spartan and Tough Mudder and, you know, everything that we do is this overabundance of relaxation and, um, you know, taking a break turns into taking six months, taking, turns into taking a year, et cetera. And that compounds and it's like, no, man, you got to keep moving. Um, and, and that's why I put a date. I put a date. I exactly. said, okay. I, I'm I'm going until this day, you know. Things great. Yep. I know if I don't, it's just gonna keep getting pushed farther and farther out. And my problem is, is I kept like pushing myself and just saying, okay, I want to keep hitting these goals, but it hit a point where like my body's wrecked and my body's telling me it's like when I stopped doing the the five k a day in July, where I'm like, yep. okay, I need this break. So that was yep. the beginning. Um, this month, a lot of people don't know this yet, but because I haven't said it, but the hundred mile month streak ends. It's done. I'm not hitting it this month. Um, and, and it was just one of those things. I mean, I've hit it for what, over two years. A, a while. Yeah. It you started in May, hard, man. May of 2020. It's been over two years yeah. where I've done a hundred miles every single month and my it's legs are to... angry and yep. it's time to just, I, I need to. And Megan's been telling me this and I've had a couple other, my really good trainer friends tell me, dude, you need to just relax for a couple of days. Like yeah. take a couple of weeks sit back, relax. The only thing I've really done difficult this entire month, I've still had the one mile a day going because that one I can, do. That. 
but I've pretty much this, all I've really done this entire month is the beast. And I'm not, it's been the whole month has pretty much been relaxing, but I've got to, I've got to actually compliment you on well, compliment you anyway, cause you're pretty Mike, but, um, but the, uh, not doing the ultra, you told me that you were going to not do the ultra this time and just do the beast. And that was a really good choice. It was, it was one of those things. I mean, I was, I will tell you, um, I was kind of upset because right. one of the reasons that one of my decisions was I didn't want the metal. The, the metal looked like a freaking brake pad. Why do I want a brake pad? But then when I saw... They changed it on this one, didn't they? It was an Honor Series metal. So it was an yeah. Honor Series buckle. Um, <laughs> I will be honest. Um, I may have one in my possession. But That's cool. I didn't get... I, I didn't do the beat. I didn't do it. But I may have one of those Honor Series buckles in my possession. So... Well, that's that was... I was going to... Um, second here i'm gonna prop my phone up um i was gonna go down to uh beast and the sprint weekend but with everything that's gone on you know that was my birthday weekend and i just didn't feel i didn't feel up to going so i'm like i'm gonna celebrate my birthday for once <laughs> it was not it wasn't the same as last year this was a new location it was still in grand yeah, but it was a new location and it mm-hmm. was it was hills i mean we were going in and out of dry creek beds uh, um up and down hills uh the the sandbag carry was probably almost i would say three or four hundred yards up and down the side of a freaking hill where you're like climbing up the hill while you're freaking have the sandbag so i mean this was this was not last year's you know flat dust bowl flat yeah this this was an actual real beast so i mean doing the could i have finished the ultra yes because you know like all of us i just i don't know when to stop i'm just going to keep pushing forward but you know which it's, you know, that's one of the things, I mean, that's, that's what kills me. Like with the, the Ironmans, if it hadn't been for time hacks, I would never DNF an Ironman because right. I could push. I, I still had it in me to go for the mile, the run, but it was just, I, the, uh, the speed was what was killing me, you know? Right. So we know how to just keep pushing. And that would be the biggest problem with the, the beat, the, the, you know, doing the ultra would be more, not, can I do the the 28 miles or whatever it was this time? Cause it was a little shorter this time. It was 28 instead. I think last year was a, a 31 or 32. Um, 32. Yeah. So it was 28 miles, which, you know, a little bit shorter, but would have been a harder race. Could I have done it? Yeah. Could have been within the time hack. I think I would have been close because right. of the way my body's feeling. Like I said, I've had a few injuries and stuff. I haven't really mentioned. I've been battling since almost May or June. Pretty much June, because I think I did it during Sisu. I tore something in my calf that I've been battling for months. Um, and, and and doing everything still along with it. So I've had a, a problem with my calf. Um, my right or my left knee when I racked an Ironman, um, I messed up my knee and my shoulder. Um, I'm pretty sure my shoulder this weekend finally popped back into, into place completely. Um, hey, dude. So it, there's been a lot of, like I said, a lot of issues that I've been quiet on during the, you know, right. during this push. And I mean, it was two years, over two years that I've been pushing hard. Right. Um, my body just needed it. And the other thing that I haven't mentioned, which just cracks me up, it'll be fixed next week. Um, I had a, a bridge put in and it was only, they hadn't glued it permanently in. There was just temporary oh, no. for something to heal. Break it? No, I swallowed it. <laughs> Literally. I swallowed it. Flat out swallowed it like two weeks ago. So, and I don't know if it's come back out, but my stomach's been a little wonky ever since. So, I've been still sitting there. 
Probably because I mean it was a full bridge, like three three teeth. Because there was a tooth missing in the middle because I broke one of the teeth, and the only way to fix it, they had to yank. Right. So they yanked right. the tooth, and that's what they were waiting for was the where they'd yank the tooth to heal before they permanently glued it down to make sure it was in, in the right spot once everything healed. So I had an appointment on the third to have it glued back down. So I've been dealing with that wonderful thing. But I talked to my dentist, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, great, I just swallowed three grand. Awesome. So talk to my dad and he's like, no, we were going to have to redo some stuff anyway. So we talked to the lab. They're just going to remake it. There might be a minimal, oh, okay. yeah, That's might be a minimal of like $50 charge. And I'm like, sweet. You know, now I'm just waiting for it. I'm, I have that fear though, because I don't know if it's come back out yet. And I'm just waiting. I'm going right. to have like, I just imagine three teeth coming out. That's not going to be happy. Just, yeah. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> that's got pain written all over it <laughs> it does so that's what my, my my nightmare the last like two weeks and it's been like a stress level that i haven't felt in a long time so mm -hmm. and it's been you know there's a few other things going on you know in life that get you going and i know you've you know that was one thing we wanted to talk about was the fact that you know life gets us down sometimes life gets difficult you know yeah it's as you as you know my uh I start crying. I'll apologize now. But uh, I, I completely get it for everything that you're going through. My dad just passed away last month, like you know, and um, it uh, it's been difficult because I am the only family. But he is my only. I have no more immediate family anymore. And um, my dad, he was much of a pain in the tail as we were to each other um, growing up. Uh, he was my Superman. He's, he's part of the reason I got involved in OCR in the first place. And um, uh, to, um, to get the call that he had aspirated um, and was back in the ER from the hospice care was terrifying because he'd already been in, in, uh, already been in the hospital for, for aspiration pneumonia. And then um, when, uh, when I got the call that, that he'd passed away, it's like, okay you know, what do I do? And part of my brain's like, okay, you got to, one of my buddies, uh, uh, the fallible man, Brent down, God bless him. He's like, let's go out and celebrate your dad. Let's go have dinner. I'm like, no, I got to go to the gym. I have to put it in the gym. And, um, but why, why, why? Because if I don't keep moving, I'm going to stop. And if I stop, I'm never getting going again. Yeah. So I went, I went to the gym and, um, I just busted my chops for, uh, uh, a good couple of hours and the person I really care about and she showed up and said hi and that made my day and I and uh I uh yeah it's been a little, it's been a little tough and I actually considered I was talking to Joe DeSena about it and of course you know what Joe's idea is like just keep racing just keep going like yeah hey buddy um but <laughs> but um like yeah okay there dude uh who seems to have no emotion for anything um but I love Joe DeSena, don't get me wrong, but there are some times that, but he did say something that really got me uh, thinking was, he, he quoted some other quote, and he probably misquoted it, but there's nothing to like, you can't walk off, yeah. and you just got to keep moving. Um, you know, I I considered just canceling the rest of the race season, but it's like, no, I, I got to go do this. And I remember, um, Tough Mudder, uh, one thing I've been doing this last couple of years is I've been collecting a buddy medal for dad. And they've allowed me to do that graciously. And my uncle Dennis is going to take those buddy medals going forward um, because it, it, it motivates me to complete it. It's like, it's going to do this. And um, 
uh, I remember crossing that finish line at Tough Mudder, Seattle, and I approached the finish line and I just started falling. And uh, and I'm I'm almost ready to collapse at this point. Not because Tough Mudder was real difficult, because it wasn't, but uh, it was just the emotional, you know, because Dad was with me on my first Tough Mudder and uh, yeah. was wanting to follow me at, at Whistler. Um, but um, I remember uh, Janelle, uh, Adam's uh, girlfriend, she came out and just gave me a big hug and said, your dad's proud of you. And I just kept going. And then when I was in Portland, um, which is before that, or after that, rather. Yeah, whenever that was. Um, I remember Bear, uh, I just completed the hurricane heat. Thanks for that hug, by the way, during the hurricane heat. Um, oh, yeah, you needed it. I could see it. Well, we're doing the Iron Cross, right? We're just, all we're doing is holding two by fours in each little two by fours in each hand and adam the crypto was like just be silent and i just as soon as we started silent i just lost it i just started crying because i was thinking of my dad and um so i remember bear the uh the mc i I walk up to the start wall i'm dirty and muddy and gross i didn't change my clothes i didn't i had my rucksack still on me with the the, the dry weight in it i walk up to the, the volunteer at the start wall and said I just did the hurricane heat and I walked past the start wall. He's looking at me like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. So I walk up to bear the MC and I'm just talking to him a little bit. And, and um, I told him what, what had happened, and what I was there for. And, and he announced it to the entire heat that day. It's just, you know, this guy's going to complete this for his dad. He's going to go get this done. He just did the hurricane. heat. let's give it up for day and blah, blah, blah. And it was cool. Um, so I went and did the sprint. And I remember, uh, coming around that last corner at, at uh, Portland right before you see that finish line. Mm-hmm. And I just helped a Marine recruit, little girl who just, just her whole team left her. So I hung out with her and helped her get the last two obstacles done. She took off with her team. And I see Bear standing there with all the volunteers and they're cheering me on. And he's like, come on, man, come on, man, come on. And I just like, okay. And you know me, I don't run very much. So I just sprint to the, to the end of the finish line. And he catch bear catches me and I start crying. And he's like, Your dad's proud of you, man. And uh, I asked him for a buddy medal, and he just he reaches over, big old bear, grabs a buddy medal from the volunteer, <laughs> hands it to me, says, Here, you put this in honor of your dad. And I'm like, Thanks, man. So it was pretty cool. But um that is. Yeah. I uh I just did dad's funeral uh, this month, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he, he never wanted one. He uh He's like, don't, you know, don't have a funeral for me, whatever. And I, I told him, um, well, it's not for you. It's for everybody else. Be quiet about it. Uh, but uh, it went pretty well. And then we, um, <laughs> I did something that uh, a little Spartan-esque. I, um, you know where the North Cascades Highway is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, we went up that direction and to a place where we could do it legally and uh, spread dad's ashes. But we're on motorcycles. So I looked at my buddy and said, hey, how much gas you got in your tank? He says, full tank? What do you want to do? Let's go right now. So I finished the funeral, off the way to North Cascades Highway, a couple of motorcycles. We get it to where we were going, freezing our tails off. No no gear on. And we should put our coats on. And then spread the ashes and away we went. Or we could do it legally, mind you. Um, but, um, but it was it – was, it's still hard sometimes because you find yourself going, I just want to call my dad. I want to hear the man's voice. And uh, I want to tell dad I did this race. I want to tell dad I, I set this PR, but 
you know, that's, that's gone. And, uh, I am grateful to the folks that have stepped in like Michael Dennis. Uh, he's like, you call me anytime, David. And, um, uh, a couple of aunts have been really gracious and my church family and, and the Spartan community, the whole LCR community has been exceptionally gracious. Uh, something I never, I never expected that. And, um, and I can't, I thank God for all y'all because honestly, if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't know what I'm doing. I would, I'm at my dad's house right now. We're preparing it for sale and I would, I'd just be here crying all the time. So, um, you know, you guys keep me going and I appreciate it. You know me, anytime you need anything, you need a call, phone call, just call me. It's like, you know, I said before, if you want to record an episode, we can record an episode or you can just call and we can chat. So I'm good. Well, people need to hear this too. They, they need to hear that life, you know, sometimes life sucks, but you got to keep going, you know, it, it, it's all in. It's all in continuing to go. It's like the one thing you mentioned earlier when we were talking about like how I set myself a date, like, okay, I'm taking a break till this day. And then this day and me and my wife, even we had a conversation because I just got back from Texas doing the, you know, the beast in Texas um, that we've been slacking on our eating and everything else. We haven't been eating the way we should starting November 1st. We're going back on the diet. We're going to start watching what we eat again. And I'm going to start, you know, going through the, the plan that Megan gave me to do all the workouts so that I can become strong all the way over. Cause that's one thing I noticed. I got back into the bad habit in the last few months of just doing the running and not doing any lifting. So when I went to go do lift, man. Yeah, a couple of the obstacles, like even pushing myself over a wall, I could feel the, the strain in my arms. It shouldn't be there. So I got to get back to the lifting, get back to the core strength, you know, get back to everything. It's been, I think two years of pushing, it was probably, probably June when I really started feeling everything starting to kind of backslide. Um, but it was because of injuries. Like I said, I had major issues doing CSU, um, going into CSU, I was already having issues, but then by the end of CSU, uh, my left calf, um, has been a problem ever since probably a little before CSU and during CSU, I've had a problem with my left calf. Um, I really mm-hmm. noticed it, during, you, know, you know, pushing through Seattle and then doing the very next weekend, the Hawaii you know, trifecta weekends, you know, somehow I completely, and I don't know how I keep missing you at races. I missed you. Portland. I know because Portland, I had to, I finished Portland. And then I, I mean, I saw you there cause I gave you the big hug while you were doing that. Yeah. Then afterwards I was gone. Like I didn't see anybody, yeah. but like you and Dawn, because after we finished the race, I had to get back up here to drop my bike off for the Ironman. Right. And, and I did tough mutter and somehow we did two and a half, two and a half laps and never ran into you. So yeah. the third, the third lap, this I was, was there. This is what <laughs> Brian did. We did the, cause we did the infinity. We did the 15 K and right. then we did the five, which is what you had to do to get the medal. You just had to at least do those two. And then Brian at the very end of the five rolled his ankle. Oh. And then we're like, Gosh. well, we want to go for another one, but we started going out there and Brian's like, my ankle. I don't know if I can, you know, that long out there into the trails and everything. And we're like, mm-hmm. well, we just have the infinity pass. We have the purple jerseys. Let's just go play on the obstacles. So we quit following the trail and we just kept going from obstacle to obstacle. Oh. We were running back and forth between obstacles. We did the freaking, you know, what? We did a couple of them, like five or six times. We were just climbing up things, having a blast. Because with the purple jerseys, everyone let you walk in front. We're like, we're just, yeah, just, like, just like an ultra. Exactly. Yeah. We're just going to go play. I did. So I have a hard time getting over walls. Like mm-hmm. I can't get over a wall by myself yet. Um, so what I did was when I get to, I want to I get up Mutterhorn badly. And Motorhorn used to have, I have not gotten a Motorhorn yet. Um, 
but they used to have slats that you could you could climb up the slats on the wall and then get to the car, the cargo net. Now it's like one slat and that's it. So I walk into Motorhorn and lo and behold, a guy comes up to me and goes like, Hey, your last name is? Yeah. Hey, you're you're from Wenatchee? Yeah. Hey, I'm a, I'm the EMT that transported your dad to the hospital. I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, but like you're here. You're great. So anyway, I walk up to Motorhorn and I'm tired. I'm just like, you know, I want to get this done. And there's this entire team trying to get their their people up the wall. And I looked at him like, I know I can't get up this, but by God, I'm going to get you all up this. Let's go. And I put my, my leg against the wall and braced myself. And I put like 10 people over the wall. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Have a nice day, y'all. I'm out. Peace. I walked around and called it good. Right. But uh, next year, I'm getting up Mutterhorn. <laughs> now, Mutterhorn's the crazy one with the like way up there, right? It's like 35 feet tall or some junk. It makes A-frame look like a Sunday school picnic. Yeah, I hate that one. We went over I want that one. And then the second time we went around, I'm like, yeah, I ain't doing this again. <laughs> Was that fun, huh? <laughs> I just, it, it's once you get to the top and the part for me that drives me nuts, and I know it's there for safety and I'm a safety guy, so I get it, is the part that's draping over you and touching you the whole time. I feel I feel like that's, and it's, it just feels like it's going to knock me off balance. And it's like, you know, I'm just like, and I know if I go off balance, this is going to end bad. So, yeah. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, no, that one was good. Uh, the one I was surprised by is they didn't have Everest. Yeah. The Everest, I think. Yeah. They didn't have Everest. That was disappointing. I, I was kind of disappointed, but at the same time I'm okay. Cause that's where I broke my rib last year. Right. Exactly. It was on, it was the, on. Last year I took a 15 year old kid in that was part of my youth group and it was just him and I. And I've, I, of course, I can't get up Everest, but I walk up the other side and I start pulling people over because I may not be able to get the speed to get up Everest, but by God, I will pull your tail up there. And uh, <clears throat> um, I'm telling this kid, I'm like, okay, I've taught you how to do this. You know how to do this. Make this happen. Okay. He doesn't go for just the standard Everest where it's the curve, the top of the, the, the top of the walls curved and just run up that. No, no, no. He goes for the Legionnaire version where it had the whole pull up thing. Yeah. This little, this little brat child, he goes, duh, 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 and he grabs the pull-up bar and just pulls himself up. And I'm like, I'm sitting down going, what the heck just happened? You got to do it again, dude. I got to record this crap. So he comes back down. He goes, you want me to do it again? I'm like, yeah, do it again. So he does it again. And I feel him doing it again. So I can do it to, to his parents. I'm just like, dude, that was epic. I hope to do that someday before I'm dead. Holy crap. And it was his very first Tough Mudder, very first OCR ever. I'm like, See? dude. I love, I, I love tough mutter. I, I've been looking at all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to next year, you know, and Spartan, my biggest thing is, is if everything goes the way that's planned and we do the move, like we're talking about in January, February, I don't know what my, my race season is going to look like next year. Well, your race season is probably going to be more full because you've got more races down that way. I think so. Okay. I think it's going to be, but I, I that first year, I think <clears throat> one of those, like, I don't know if I'm going to be doing as much because trying to get used to where I'm at and get used to all that sure. stuff. But I mean, there are, because I've looked at, I think there's four Ironmans in Texas. One of them is mm -hmm. actually the town we want to move to. It starts in the town we want to move to. Colorado? Yeah, it starts. Yeah. It actually starts in the woodland. So I think it's right next to it, which is right next to yeah. Colorado. Where, and that's where the, the Ironman, but it's a full <laughs> iron. So, hundred, right. you know. 140.4 which is going to kill me uh or 140.6 uh, yeah Lord, so, man. <laughs> yeah 
but it's you know well, so it's it, it's there's a lot more i mean you got savage race you got more spartans i think they're doing houston next year instead of san antonio um oh, the cool. dallas next year is a full trifecta weekend yeah i'm i'm still not going to be at dallas i think next year because it is my birthday weekend so i think i, think, I might uh i think i am because my, my cousin my cousin who's a total pain and i wish i would known this before we went down she sends me a message like Monday after the races and says, Hey, is this the race that we're doing? And I'm like, yeah, I was down there for the Spartan. She's like, yeah, my best friend's husband is the uh, manager of the ranch. So I'm like, why don't you tell me okay, that? Maybe I, have lots coming out, man. I could have been partying <laughs> at the ranch rather than, you know, before, before the race, after the race, I can celebrate my birthday the following weekend. I'm fine with it. I'm... <laughs> so, but I mean, it's a beautiful course. I mean, it was so much yeah. better than last year. I mean, it was harder, but I mean, it was better. Um, you know, my legs got scratched up a little more in the year before, but you know, just, I didn't, cause I didn't bring anything to protect my legs cause I didn't need them. I just needed Most my, knee we don't expect that. yeah, I just needed yeah. my knee braces for, you know, the falls. but other than that, I didn't think anything of it, but there was a lot more, you know, stuff to catch your legs and stuff like that. Um, it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, it was a Spartan, so I, I'm enjoying, I am kind of interested to see with the changes for next year that a lot of people are having issues about, but the more I look at them, it's age group and elite. You just don't have to do the burpees or do penalty loops, but for open. And that makes sense. It, it, at first I didn't like it, but the more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, it does make sense. Cause it's like the argument I've had of mandatory obstacle completion, right. which I think is what it still should go to eventually, but you know, for the, for the putting, age groups. Somebody wrote, I think it was on the BCOCR Facebook, that somebody, I think it was Adam, copied part of the rule book and said these are now mandatory mandatory obstacles for, yeah. and, and some people, oh, that's for DECA. Oh, that's for DECA. Like, no, DECA is a whole different rule book. Yeah. Um, these are, these, these like the, like the air bike, for example. Air bikes at stadium races or city races. Yeah. Those aren't at regular Spartan races. So, you know, at DECA, you, you don't get to fail. You get to do it until you don't do it, and then you're disqualified at that point. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, mandatory obstacle completion makes a whole lot more sense to me. <clears throat> yeah, knowing as I, I served as a referee in um, Montana, and talk about a – and my buddy Brent, the fallible man, he served as a referee when I was down in Portland. Talk about a pain in the butt to watch video footage and pay attention to people doing burpees. And when I was out in Montana, my camera died. So I'm just like, hey guys, you know, you got a red headband, go do your burpees. Out so I can hear you. And I had uh, three girls that showed up all wearing red headbands. And I think they got their, their waves confused because they should have been doing open, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did one burpee each, waited for me to turn my back, and then they were gone. Yep. And it's like, uh, okay. So if you enforce that penalty loop, you can standardize. Yeah. And that's it. It's the standardized. And I did it. I mean, it was one of those things that, you know, I mean, at first, but I mean, for open heat, we can still do whatever we want. Like we've always done, yeah. you know, exactly. and for me, I'll be honest. Um, when I'm doing open heat, I'm much more likely to skip burpees than I am to a penalty loop. Oh yeah. I'll do penalty loops all day long. Yeah. I did. I, I, did, I did every penalty loop in, uh, in, in Dallas. I did every, pen, I mean, not all of them. I actually did some of the obstacles without failing, but everyone that I failed, I did the penalty loop. I may have skipped a couple of burpees, but you know, we do that, but it's, but honestly, you know, it's, it's honestly uh, the, it's, you're racing against yourself with the whole, the open way, right? 
So if you don't do your burpees, you, if I, you do 15 burpees, you do 10 burpees, you do 15 air squats, whatever. Punish yourself a little bit and then go off and do more, you know, and then do better next time. It's not that big a deal. It's it's one of the big arguments. Like I, I just have got a gift now that just a baby rolling his eyes every time I see in the the, the West Coast Spartans or any of those where someone you starts do your burpees. Someone complaining, oh, I saw someone do this. And who cares? Unless it's age group or elite, I don't care how you run your race. <laughs> exactly. Do it yourself. And they're like, oh, well, there's trail ace for those people. No, we're trying to. I'm an ambassador on the Spartan team, Spartan ambassador. My job is to try and get people out there doing these races. Um, If I'm going to tell you, you have to do everything, you know, I would have, when I was 310 pounds, I wouldn't have done these because at 310 pounds, there was a couple races. Like when I did my first trifecta weekend, honestly, and I've admitted it before I walked past almost every obstacle because one, I was delirious by that point. (laughs) And my feet were bleeding. And like when I got of the dunk wall, I'm like, I'm not getting in that water. I have open wounds. Screw that. You know? And if by that person's definition, I didn't finish, I didn't do it. So, I mean, it's one of those, I like the idea of, you know, I'm, I feel I'm mixed. I, I'm, I didn't like the idea of penalty, penalty loops just because when it first saw it, I'm like, what the hell is this? This isn't Spartan. <laughs> Spartan is burpees. Burpees are Spartan. Spartan is burpees. That's it. But uh, well, there's that. Yeah, the more I've thought about it, I'm like, I'm okay with it because it's like I've had the argument for years, which I say Spartan is burpees. But I've gotten in arguments with multiple people about the manual, you know, the the mandatory obstacle completion that I think it should be. Well, that's not burpees. So how can I get mad that they got rid of burpees when I've for years said that they need to? Well, and and you know, I hear all these people, and I I, Nancy Cole, director of DECA. You know, he said at best, he's, he's like, this allows us for standardization. This yeah. allows us to have the same penalty for everybody that nobody can fudge on because you can't really fudge on a penalty loop. Yeah. So deal with it, you know? And if you want to, and like I, I, I said, um, uh, Instagram Live or something, you know, if you're in a lead, you're an age group, and you want to bust out your burpees, and you want to take the time, plus do your penalty loop, knock yourself out. You know, do your burpees. Stop bragging about it. You're you're the one trying to earn money for this. I'm out there trying to better myself. Knock yourself out. But people are gonna they're gonna find something to gripe about. And next year we won't be having this problem. There'll be something new to gripe about. And right. you know, whatever. There is. Um, I mean, it, it's always something new. I mean, it, it is what sure. it is. I mean, I'm not too. You know, it was just funny. I, I like I said, I'm. I'm one of the ambassadors. There's been a few of the ambassador elite that I've lost it and they're there. And I get it. It's something different. It's a change. We have to talk to the, when we're trying to sell this to people and get them to, to sign up, you know, all of a sudden it's like, but I'll be honest. I've had a few people say that they've had people back out. Like I wasn't going to do a season pass, but that they were going to do a season pass, but now they're not going to because, Oh, because the burpees are gone. But I'll be honest. I could probably sell better to people without the burpees because we hate burpees. Well, and I'm an ambassador as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I, in my gym, you know, I've got people saying, oh, I, I can never do this part because I'll die because of this, that, other thing. Like, look, folks, I'm, you think I'm out there running? I'm not doing the best I can, but, and I'm faster than I had been. I'm in the best shape of my life so far. And I'm not out there busting out 900 burpees or whatever. I'll do what I can and then move on. And you go out there, you do the best you can. And that's how I sell the people. But, you know, it's, it's like when they started with the trail. 
everyone was all like, well, this isn't Spartan. No, it's a way to get other people into it. People that are afraid of the obstacles, they come out there, they do the trail, they see it and they're like, oh, I can do this. You know, it's the same thing with like stadium race where you got people, you know, as we call them here, city slickers or, you know, as we used to call them when I was a kid over your area, the 206ers or Coasties. That's always a fun one. Um, It's 14. Yeah, I know. Well, when I was a little kid, it used to be 206 across the entire West Coast. The whole uh, 206. 206, yeah. Uh-huh. So they, they come over here to the Wenatchee area, like, oh, oh stupid coasties. Like, you live in Seattle. They're not near the coast. Anyway, yeah. but you get people that are like, say, downtown Seattle, for example. And I want to see Spartan do a stadium race in whatever those two stadiums are called now with the Mariners and the Seahawks. I want them to do a beast stadium race because you could do it between the two stadiums. I've I've tried to actually sell that to Joe. <laughs> You could close um, Royal Brome and run across the, run across between the two stadiums. Well, to be honest, you can run a B, you can run a full trifecta weekend stadium trifecta in any stadium in the world. True. As long as you as long as you use more rows and yeah. more more of the stadium, you know, lot like AT and T Stadium down there in Dallas. I mean, oh my word, that place is gargantuan. And I'm looking around my first stadium uh, down there, and I'm like. We can run the beast here. Oh, crap. I, I, I want to do that one wearing that? a Seahawks jersey. I, I made that joke. I made that joke. I don't advise doing, it. They're not doing it anymore. AT&T is on the schedule. It's Baylor now. Oh, well, I, don't, I didn't want to bother them. I can't do AT&T. Um, yeah, Baylor. I, still, I still wouldn't advise doing that because I made that joke a few times while I was there. And the looks I got were like, we'd be too upset. <laughs> Okay, cowboy. <laughs> I already told everyone, but if, if, if that was one thing, because we were just in Houston, and I'm like, if the Mariners had won, I would have been walking around Houston with a freaking Mariners jersey on. <laughs> but the fact that they lost, I didn't want to hear a brag about it, so I'm like, forget it. Well, yeah, there's that. But um, I told, uh, I was telling the preacher I work with the church that I was going to go down to um, AT&T Stadium the last time I did and wear my, my Seahawks jersey, and he's like, Man, I wouldn't advise that. You're gonna get your butt kicked. And then I made the joke, and then they threatened me, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But the the funniest part about the the stadium races is you get people that are they've never been exposed to Spartan or OCR or anything, and they're like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can walk up and down the stairs like I do in the city. And then you start explaining to them like, hey, at a regular Spartan event, we have barbed wire and we have fire and we have mud and we. Oh, really? I'm like, yeah. I couldn't do that. The stuff you just did is the stuff we have at Spartan, only it's maybe a little pointier and wetter and muddier. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I guess I can do that. Hey, get up your butt and let's go. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of uh, argument and a lot of issues right off the bat. Oh, yeah. But I think by the end of it, I mean, by the time a race is start next year, we're all going to forget about it. When they first introduced the penalty loops, there was the thing of like, what the hell is this? And I think it was one of those things like Spartan where they just kind of eased them in. So now that we've all seen them, we see how they work. We're like, okay, this, I think this will be okay. You know, it's a great way to do it. Now, if they start adding burpees to Tough Mudder, I quit life. I'm done. Like, I'm out. <laughs> like, see you guys going home. Uh, I, Tough Mudder has I electric quit. shock. That's bad enough. Yeah, so. I can't. I actually am not allowed to do that one because I've had two uh, seizures due to head injuries. No. So they, they, they tell me, oh, anything electrical shock. And then I saw, um, my, the, like I said, the preacher I work with. We took the youth group in uh, Top Letter, Seattle, a couple of years ago. And so this is when they had electroshock therapy wasn't the final obstacle. 
and there's like a couple obstacles before the final mm-hmm. and his wife goes through it a couple of the kids go through it, the older kids the older kids we, we didn't allow them to go because their parents said huh and then i'm like i'm not touching that so the preacher he goes through it and they're him and his wife are in pretty good shape and um but he stops in the middle he like just stops and he's standing in between a set of wires like dude you have to keep moving dude and i'm yelling at him and his wife's yelling at him. the kids are yelling at him so he finally powers through the rest of it as he exits the very last set of wires you actually see the spark hit him in the back of the head and just drops him and um the next thing you know is he's got like the whole fu man shoe thing kind of like what you got mm-hmm. um and he, he picks his face up out of the mud and it looks like an episode, like a, a scene from Braveheart because it's just this covered in mud. <laughs> and he's, you know, eyeball popping out. And I'm like, freedom! <laughs> it was awesome. And he's like, he looks at me like, what What happened? Like, you got shocked in the head, bro. <laughs> well, see, I know the first time I did it was because that's one reason I didn't do Tough Mudder forever, which we're talking about. And I'm right. actually wearing the beanie because it's cold as hell in this studio because my kid apparently likes to be freezing. But, uh, but uh the first time i did i never want to do it because i don't like electric shock and finally i didn't i'm like right. okay, i'll do it and i run through it i'm like I, I know if i wait i'm not gonna do it and i run through it and my one friend nick was with me and nick i didn't know doesn't like electric shock either so he's sitting there and he's done top of mine multiple times and he just doesn't want to go and it's like come on so i walked back and don has video of this i walked back and started talking to nick i'm standing in the middle of the wires talking to oh, nick no. like, come on nick come on you can do this and in the video it's so funny because you could see my right arm every once in a while it's just like thunk thunk and just keeps twitching and everyone afterwards like why does your arm <laughs> keep twitching and i'm like because there was a wire leg across my arm but i didn't want to react because i was afraid i'd hit one of the other ones or that i would like make nick freak out oh, so i'm oh sitting there and, like the whole video you could see my right arm twitching and there was like every couple of seconds my arm was getting hit and i just stood there like yeah and after that, I'm like, I'm okay with it. But then this year, when there was the one where you slid, and oh yeah, the wires, I of course, and I, I'm a safety guy. I know how electricity works, and I should know better. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm gonna get through quicker. I'm gonna grab and pull myself up with the frame. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Uh-uh. So I got, worked out. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't feel my arm for like 15 minutes because <laughs> I grabbed that metal frame, and it was just like, oh Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to go through electroshock therapy with like twenty people. It's just like get a get a group together, and and that way you're sharing the you're sharing the load across all of you. But with my luck, every wire we hit would be active, and it'd just be like that much more amplified to everybody. So yeah. that would know. suck. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely fun. I mean, I love them. I love the events. And I think that's one of the things, oh, yeah. like we were talking about, that kind of keeps us going. Um, for me, for years, even when I was big. Um, I kept doing the events and I kept going to them and it was the group. It's the people. Do I still talk to everybody I've met? No, but I still have so many friends. Like, you know, even being in Dallas, I kept running into people and I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in years. You know, in, in one of them, Nicole Wesselman, which I'm so mad at myself. I literally talked to her and her husband in my brain because I was like, so out of it, never recognized who it was, even made a completely inappropriate comment. And then, you know, we left it all of a sudden she posts a picture and I'm like, I was just talking. Oh. <laughs> like I was just talking to you. Why didn't you, you know, but it was just like, yeah, yeah. my brain was, you know, so it's, you know, we have so much fun with this stuff and that's what keeps us going. And I think that's the hardest part when you have, and I think that was for me, I wanted to push through the season, get it done, even though I knew my body was wrecked and done. Yeah. Um, But it's, 
it's what we do. It's how we see our people. I mean, for me, I know you, you said, you, you know, you've, you're down to, you know, no more like close family. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You got us. You always, you always have us because it, it's one of those things. I think a lot of people don't realize this. I, I spent most of my life. I've always been the outcast of my family. And some people know that some don't. I'm the youngest. Yeah. I'm the one I'm the most opinionated. I'm the most argumentative. Ask anybody in like the, the Spartan ambassadors group right now. I am the most argumentative. Um, <laughs> but in my family, I, I, I've always been that one. I have my own way of thinking. And my family is very close knit, except me. Right. I'm the one that doesn't fit the, the mold and stepped out. Like I haven't talked to my family in like six months. And for me, that's normal and fine, you know, but when it comes to my race family, that's completely different, you know, um, because they're my race family. They're the ones that keep me going. They're the ones that keep me motivated. They're the ones that keep me, you know, it's like Joe DeSena said the other day on the thing. It's not motivation. It's discipline. Yeah. You know, motivation gets you going. Discipline gets you to the finish line. And that's one thing that, you know, and I, I got a, I've been emailing back and forth with Joe for, you know, going on three years now, uh, since the start of the pandemic. And, and usually responses are very short, very, you know, to the point, because uh, he is the CEO of a company, you know, yeah. go figure. But I really got to give him his, his props because he's taken the time to say to, hey, sorry about your dad. Um, you know, that sucks. Um, anything I can do, let me know. And, uh, like, well, <laughs> you know, you can give me one it. of those unbreakable passes. <laughs> well, we've, we've talked, we, we, uh, uh, he said, send me an email at Joe at Spartan.com, uh, about the unbreakable pass. I would give an arm and a leg for an unbreakable pass. He's like, he emails somebody else. Are we accepting arm and legs as payment? I'm like, oh, you jerk. <laughs> um and the i mean the unbreakable pass is great if you can travel if you can do that if you can take that kind of time off work but like you know the guy right now that's a big controversy about hitting his hundred um his hundredth trifecta or something like that you know um yeah. okay that's great i don't know how the heck you do that because that's a lot of races that's what 240 races I think, like something like that so Okay, you know, I if I were Joe DeSena, I'd let his butt in too. But you know, it's 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 about the journey. It's about bettering yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can better yourself to do a one trifecta or a hundred, go do it. Yeah. Um, these friends I was out with, they were my one of them was kind of my adopted sister. I've called her sis for years, and sis told me she's like, Well, some of us outgrow playing in the mud. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. So she's talking about like when I sold dad's house here, you know, get the, get dad's, my, my dad unfortunately didn't have life insurance. I got to sell his house to pay his, his outstanding debt and all that. I said, I'm going to save a couple thousand dollars and I'm going to go to Hawaii because I've never been. And um, he's always, he always wanted to go. So I'm going to go see Hawaii. And um, she's like, well, so when are you going to go? Oh, I'm thinking August of next year. But that's the hottest time. But it's also the Spartan Trifecta weekend. It is. And she's, and, and she's like, and her and her husband and then my, uh, my other friend, uh, like, well, don't you just want to, don't you just want to go lay on a beach? I'm like, no, I want to go, I want to go attempt the Trifecta in Hawaii. Y'all yeah. can have my ties all day long. I'm going to go run a race. <laughs> so. I mean, that's what a lot of people know. Like when me and my wife travel, we have a deal. Um, if I go to a race, she gets a vacation. So yeah. that's why, if you notice everywhere we go, Dallas, 
San Antonio, yep. Hawaii. It's all the races we go to is places that are warm and she can vacation. So the whole way, like what's funny is a lot of people like, you know, Hawaii, the first year we went, my wife's like, do you want to go to Hawaii? It was our 15 year wedding anniversary. And I'm like, not really. Cause Hawaii isn't my, I'm like, whatever. We been, we went there on our, our honeymoon 15 years ago. Why do we want to, yeah. you know, I'm just like, whatever. And then she's like, well, the Spartan is our, the, the Spartan tripe or Spartan race weekend is the same weekend as, you know, our honeymoon or our anniversary. Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah. Okay. We, we can do that. So yeah, the whole way she got <laughs> me to go was because of, there was a Spartan. So I love it. I love it. I mean, hey, it's how it's what we do, yo. I mean, it's, it's how we roll. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.